Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Sit Down for a Toss-Up. I'm Adam Bass, and you're listening to WCCS Wheaton College Radio. Today, I'm joined by a, a big name in the election community, J. Miles Coleman, the Associate Editor of, of Sabado's Crystal Ball at the University of Virginia, and a election cartographer and somewhat of the he- and somewhat of the head of the community known as Election Twitter. Miles, welcome to WCCS. Oh, thanks for having me. So let's start off with your story because that's what Sit Down is all about. We tell your story. So you are an elections analysis, uh, analyst as well as a writer for the Crystal Ball, which is this uh, a mag- or, or a publication that talks about upcoming elections and predictions and forecasts for, the, for uh, each state. So what got you into the world of politics exactly? Sure. So my, my first, uh, really, uh, I'll kind of go way back, is really my first experience with politics is uh, I'm, uh, I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. And in Louisiana, we view politics the same way as like sport or carnival. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's just part of our bloodstream there, right? Uh, so our I remember when I was 10 years old, back in 2002, uh, we had a candidate for mayor. His name was Ray Nagin. Uh, and my dad was a very big fan of his. I remember kind of waving signs for him at the time. Uh, he's, uh, he's since gone to jail, but it was a good idea <laughs> at the time. So that's what I tell people. Uh, so shortly, uh, Shortly, at, shortly after that, around late 2002, early 2003, uh, my family moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, which at the time I did not like because New Orleans is a very small world. You don't leave there, right? And if you do leave, that's like a big thing. Uh, so I didn't like it at the time, but uh, politically, I'm happy it you know, happened out. Uh, I didn't really think about politics until the 08 election uh, where with Obama and uh, I kind of, I followed it, you know, maybe towards the tail end of the primary. Uh, I was very big into the presidential election, um, but the first really cycle that I followed stuff down to like the, uh, uh, down to the congressional level, level Basically, what I do do now was in 2010, mm-hmm. um, and that was a year that uh, was not good for the down Democrats. And to me, I think one of the biggest kind of left hands that there was uh, is in a lot of these areas that Democrats have to run moderates. That's mm-hmm. that's that's how they how they got their House manager to majority. Uh, uh, with people like uh, Heath Schuler and Blue Dogs like that. Um, so that's kind of framed my perspective there as well. Uh, so basically, but I was always kind of more interested in the, the I'm not one who's going to argue with, 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 with you about policy or anything. Mm-hmm. That's just not what interests me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more interested in, okay, you know, what, what, whose votes come from where, uh, you know, so I really got into the mapping aspect, but you know, maybe after the 2010 election, mm-hmm. um, it would basically start out, uh, back in the, uh, uh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. See, uh, if you go over to my Twitter page, you see all these interesting maps. But back in the early days, uh, I used to get like a uh, we we have an app called Days for Beta Districting app where it has uh, basically these like outlined as its uh, states where you can pretty much do your own rate rate districting. So basically, mm-hmm. basically what I would do is you know I do. Uh, in a state like North Carolina. Right. Uh, I would basically take a, bl- a blank screenshot of the precincts in North Carolina. There are about almost 3,000, right. 3,000. And I would take that, take it into Microsoft Paint and fill every precinct in myself by hand. And, you know, it would take me maybe, you know, a, a few days a week if I was ambitious. Uh, but, you know, that's how I used to do it. Now we have all these GIS programs, stuff like that, where like I can, where I can, where like I can do that same work in a few minutes. Uh, but, you know, that's how I did it back in the olden days, as I say. But, you know, I think I say that and you say, wow, you know, that must be so, you know, that must have been such a, uh, such a pain. In a way it was, but, you know, I'm kind of happy I started out that way because, you know, after I did the state so many times like that, I really know what the names of every precinct are, you know, what to expect in each area. Okay, well, if they're this, uh, this area is usually red, why is it as blue? Did I make a mistake? Uh, so it's, it's, it's helped me learn the ge- geography of some of these states more. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of, uh, in terms of kind of my career trajectory, uh, you know, I've been I've been following politics in some way, shape, or form mm-hmm. for most of the past decade. Uh, but after uh, uh, in college, uh, I did some interning uh, in the, the defense community. Uh, I was. Uh, in terms of my professional career, right after I graduate, or uh, I, uh, uh, I missed Louisiana so much, I went back there for college at LSU. So, hmm. uh, <laughs> so it's it's it, it was hard to keep me away. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, basically right after uh, right after college, I was hired with the FBI. They do a lot of cool stuff, definitely. Uh, but you know, it was an interesting, uh, interesting job experience. Uh, but I worked for, for, for them for a time after I graduated college in 2014. I worked as a defense contractor for a few, few years after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my job, uh, the, the job that I have now at the Center for Politics opened up uh, shortly before the uh, shortly before the midterm elections in 2018, right. Uh, so I applied, and you know what what I learned is you know we do uh, we do a lot of great stuff here do the VA, but we're we're like any college or any government in that we have some bureaucracy. So it took me almost a year. I had three or four interviews here uh, before I was finally uh, uh, finally be eight uh, uh, before they were finally uh, able to bring me on in about August of 2019. 
And my joke would be, Mm -hmm. uh, my joke would be that, okay, well, I applied for my, I I applied for my current job in November of 18. uh, So almost a year. I'm like, well, you know, I'm just applying to be a political, you know, I'm just applying to be a political analyst. It's not a Supreme Court seat. <laughs> this was after Judge Garland and the whole thing there, you know, where uh, where uh, basically Mitch McConnell held his seat open for right. uh, uh, long. So, but uh, one of the things that Professor Sabato told me um, when we were doing that last interview, this was, you know, I uh, uh, I was yeah no, of course very excited today. Bye bye. But he told me, okay, well, uh, just so you know, every four years, our busiest cycle um, is the president, or like our busiest time of the cycle um, is the presidential primary time. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He wasn't joking. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's uh, we uh, for. Those of your listeners who get the crystal ball, which I'm, um, which I'm hoping that they all do, if you go to, uh, if you go to centerforpolitics.org/crystalball, uh, as as Professor Sabato says, the price is right; it's free. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's um, uh, we usually aim to have an uh, we usually aim to have an issue out every Thursday day morning. Uh, so at minimum, but you know we had times during the presidential primary s- season where we would regularly have weeks with two or three. Uh, you know, just uh, in f- fact, I think that uh, just this last year for 2020, uh, we had something like 72 issues, which is more than any crystal ball or, or a more crystal balls than in any year. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, I think that tells us that, you know, it's, it's, it's good that our readers have that kind of appetite for the content. Uh, so I'll, um, I'm uh, happy we get that type of response. Uh, so I was really lucky because uh, the first two elections after I was uh, kind of taking this full circle a bit with my mm-hmm. kind of larger story, I was very lucky where the first two big elections that we covered here uh, in late 2019 was um, was that North Carolina nine redo uh, and then the Louisiana governor's race. So basically both the states I knew very well, uh, I got to write about right off of the bat. So I think that uh, I was kind of maybe in a unique type of position there. So I was happy, you know, uh, hopefully I made a good first impression on our readers there. <laughs> I think you've made a great first impression on our listeners as well here. So <laughs> yeah, that's an amazing story, you know, just going into detail about how it, it, it's just working your way up. And I think that's inspiring to many, so inspiring that many people online and in the real world have taken it upon themselves to make their own maps. Uh, I know one student at Wheaton College, that's not me, I swear, uh, has been thinking about, you know, making maps uh, for Massachusetts. So, uh, and obviously this created a community on Twitter uh, known as Election Twitter, so much to the point that it has gotten the attention of one of one of my professors, uh, mm-hmm. which is 
great and obviously a little weird, but at the same time, how does it feel to, to know that you have had a role inspiring so many people, young, diverse, or, or just all over the country to participate in map making and try at least to do analysis? Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely, well, I'll say the whole election planner thing is fair, fairly new. Uh, it really, back in, uh, I first started on Twitter maybe around late 2013. Um, and, you know, back then I would, you know, I would tweet, you know, my maps of North Carolina, Louisiana. You know, I, I really wouldn't get any interactions. It's just what I did, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and back in those days, it was uh, was maybe me, Matthew Isbell down from Florida, just a few of us. Uh, usually, uh, one of my uh, one of my favorite pollsters, whose name is John Cuvion. Uh, Had him he, on the show. Yeah, he's uh, he has my same initial as JMC, and and like we went to the same college too. So <laughs> go figure. Uh, so you know he's a good friend of mine. You got no, he'd be kind of on there. Uh, but really, the election Twitter thing was after the 2016 election, kind of really. Uh, uh, you start to see a bit more of it, um, and you know it's yeah, it's um. Uh, I'll have some times where I'm thinking of, uh, of I'm thinking of tweeting something, and I'll be like, you know, this is too uh, this is too kind of esoteric. No one's going to care about this, you know. But you know, it's a lot of times they get pretty good interactions, <laughs> and I think it is. Uh, uh, I think it is can be maybe challenging in the sense that for me, it's hard to unplug because yeah. I always have a constant, people are constantly asked, okay, Miles, if I want to get started, what do I do? Uh, what do you think of this color scheme? You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, actually, if you go to my Twitter page, uh, my, uh, my kind of background image is a picture of probably uh, in terms of uh, in terms of journalism, someone who yes. I probably most look up to is Cokie Roberts. You know, she's right. uh, she's uh, 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 another native of New Orleans, um, so I've always liked that about that about her. But you know, I know she uh, we lost her in maybe late twenty nineteen, about the time I was hired. Uh, but she was probably one of the biggest names in journalism. Mm -hmm. uh, but what people would always say about her is, is uh, she was always very accessible to the ones who were just starting out. Uh, so, you know, I try to be like that to the extent I can. Uh, so that's, that's why. And, you know, oftentimes it's very good to help people. Absolutely. I think uh, I did a lot of reading on Roberts and she uh, is an inspiration to all of us. In she was a big. So, and we will miss her daily. And it's great to have her in, as an inspiration. Um, now you said that you were following politics and now politics seems to be following you. Uh, many politicians and networks have used your maps uh, 
for referencings, uh, such as the Rachel Maddow Show, Washington Post, Politico, and even Claire McCaskill, former senator of Missouri, has, uh, I believe, one of your maps uh, as a present to her. Now, I want to say, you know, it's sort of weird to be someone to follow politics and then everyone follow you. How does it feel to be part of that two-way street uh, in just receiving and getting uh, political insight and or data from both the press and the people you're following? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting. I think that definitely when I started, I had no idea that I would be, you know, to, 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 the, uh, to kind of where I am now. Uh, I think the uh, my whole story with Claire McCaskill that's that's uh, uh, that's pretty interesting. I remember when uh, when she first followed me was in like mid 2018. It was you know I think that not like it was a Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and after like in the early Trump era. Uh, we would have all these special elections where the Democrats would oftentimes do very, very well at the legislative level. Mm-hmm. So basically me and Matt had this ritual every special election where we would try to beat each other to get it out the precinct match. <laughs> so sometimes he'd win, sometimes I. So I think in, in mid-2018, I was mapping this special election kind of north of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a big win for the Democrat. So just usual business in my mind, right? right. Um, so I go to bed, you know, I get like a few hours of sleep that morning. Um, you know, that's uh, back when it was my, uh, back when I was in my old line of work, uh, I would have some days where, you know, I'd spend, I'd, especially on these Tuesday election nights where I'd get no sleep and I'd have to go and uh, uh, into my regular job that next day. So those are always rough. But so I wake up that next morning after a few hours of sleep and I look and I see, I get the follow from Claire McCaskill. Mm-hmm. I like, I almost jump out my seat. All right. Uh, so, and like, I feel at the time I was her 34th follow. And I feel actually, because now she follows like 300 around. I feel less exclusive now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Claire McCaskill uh, Club has definitely expanded over the past couple of days, years. But yeah, so uh, before the uh, before the, the, the 2018 election, uh, I sent her. You know, her at the time her her her, her race was looking like a toss up at best, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm uh, of course most of my. Uh, most of my analysis at the crystal ball, that's always, you know, nonpartisan. Even most of the stuff I tweet, you know, a map is a map, right? Right. Uh, but, you know, I'm a blue dog. Um, I don't think that really uh, really affects my writing or, or anything. But, like, before before the election, I sent Senator McCaskill, like, a DM, uh, just, you know, I'm rooting for you. Good, good. Uh, good luck, something to tell them that that effect. And again, yeah, I know a typical nice response back. So a few weeks after the election, I get a DM from McCaskill mm-hmm. 
asking if I can break down her race by congressional data to data And as it happened, I had already started on it. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, I will. Uh, I'm waiting on the results from a few more counties, but other than that, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I, I was like, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, send it over to you whenever I break it down. So I do. I'm about a week later. Right. So I do. I post it, and basically, her biggest thing was uh, she carried Ann Wagner's seat, which is basically the suburbs of St. Louis, and you know, of course, most of the rural areas was just. <laughs> was just slaughter, right? Right. So I so basically I tweeted it and I made the focus of the tweet because I wanted to be kind of uh I wanted to make the focus on the second district because you know that was big that she flipped that. Uh so I sent McCaskill a DM. Mm-hmm. Uh okay here's the map. Um uh, uh, you know you did very well in Ed Wagner's district in the St. Louis area. Uh, but we got to do something about the rural areas, right? And you know what she sends back? She said, this is at the time a sitting U.S. senator. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, no shit, Trump owns rural America. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it was, just, it was just a very much on-brand response from her that I really liked hearing. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, shortly after I, uh, when I got my job at the Center for Politics, like our first staff meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just going over some of our events on the itinerary, stuff like that. Um, and one of our guys who plans the event, so this must have been like mid-August, I guess. Right. And okay, he's like, well, just just so everyone knows, in November, um, we are having former sen- senators Heidi Heitkamp, Claire McCaskill, and Joe Donnelly. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, I'm in the right place. This is what, <laughs> this is why I know I'm in the right place. Uh, and what was, you know, it's really just working here has, I've been in court, we, we've had to have been working from home for most of the time I've been, been here, but it's a really cool job. Uh, when uh, that day when those three senators came here, uh, Senator McCaskill got here a bit later, uh, but earlier in that day, we were going to send High Camp on Donnelly on a tour of Monticello. Yeah, that's 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 uh, right uh, right here down the, the road from the Center for Politics, and the guy who was originally was who was originally going to take them says, "All right, uh, hey Moss, I'm not. Uh, I was going to go with them, but you know, I'm not really good." about talking, you know, talking about politics of states other than Virginia. Hmm. So can you go with them? Like, yes, 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 I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's been a cool job. Yes, it has been. And we are all unfortunately out of time, but Miles, I wanted to say thank you so much for joining us and thank you for sharing your story. It's an inspiring one. Folks, you can follow, My- follow Miles at J. Miles Coleman uh, and you can always, Follow his work on the Crystal Ball, as along with uh, Professor Sabato and uh, Kyle Condict. Uh, and remember, to quote the Center for Politics: "Politics is a good thing." That's going to wrap things up for me. Thank you once again, Miles. I'm Adam Bass. Take care, and thank you for joining us for Sit Down for a Toss